Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Welcome to the show. Maggie Gray, Andrew Perloff. The news yesterday, Perloff, that Deshaun Watson undergoing season-ending shoulder surgery. Just another blow to a Browns franchise that just cannot, will not catch a break ever now that's one read on this which is they do go all in make the trade for deshaun give him this massive contract even amidst all of the allegations that were swirling from all the massage therapists in for a penny in for a pound and they've gotten almost no return on this investment and now he is out for the rest of the season when they're in a playoff position at six and three yeah such an incredible bummer because he played so well in the second half against baltimore one of the best teams in the nfl This was the game where it seemed like, okay, finally Deshaun Watson, the one that was in Houston, has arrived in Cleveland. And to rip the rug out underneath seems really cruel to Browns fans. Then again, they're probably used to that well, because it's been it's been kind of a cruel 50 years. Or just sort of waiting for the other shoe to drop. Yeah. And, you know, there's definitely a feels like if you believe in this kind of thing, a little bit of a karmic aspect to it, right? It's like this is the guy you went all in on. This is the guy you expected to be your savior. And look at what happens. You know, this is this was not the right person to essentially base your organization around. And you still got three years with him. So, you know, now you've had a dude who they're claiming yeah. this shoulder injury that he suffered that needs the season-ending surgery has nothing to do with the sprain rotator cuff that he was playing with that forced him to miss a couple games earlier this season. And don't forget he has a high ankle sprain too, which probably would have kept him out a few weeks. So it's kind of like now you put all this money in, you traded the three first-round picks, mm-hmm. and... Are you ever sure he's going to be the same again? I mean, we're talking about shoulder stuff for a quarterback. No. It's never good when you're talking about that. No, you're definitely not sure about that. I mean, it's a they do have him for, what, three more years now? Yeah. Two years and a five years. So they could, you could convince yourself if you're a Browns fan, everyone's coming back. Maybe Nick Chubb comes back next year, that they're going to be poised for a good season. I think we're going to hype them up in the preseason. But I totally agree with what you said. Once your shoulder is hurt, that's super scary. And it's not just that. He's had multiple injuries now. Even in the game against Baltimore, he he had to turn on the Jets. And you could see how much he was struggling just to run. And I don't even know when that injury happened. So it does feel feel dicey. But watch, this offseason, there'll be a, a glimmer of hope. And that'll probably end up not working out again. Well, but think about it, right? Exactly. I think that in some ways for Deshaun who, again, has been vilified, has been doubted, has, you know, been called, this has been called the worst trade in the history of the NFL. I don't know if we're there yet, but we're trending in that direction. This, no one ever wants to get hurt, and I'm certainly I'm not wishing anything on anyone. 
But did this injury maybe come at a good time? Not a good time, but a time that gives him a little bit of cover. He has that great second half against the, against the Ravens, as you said, 14 for 14. You're seeing the old Deshaun again. And now the myth of Deshaun is going to live mm. through the offseason. This whole season, the offseason, hey, we, we'll be right back. We'll be right yeah. back. And uh, he gets like another... No, I'd say another. He gets like a pass in a sense. Like, like no one's going to blame him for his injury, but he kind of gets to, it's not a ride off into the sunset because he's hurt, but he sort of gets to put everything on hold. Like any evaluation of him, his play, the trade, all gets postponed again because of this season-ending injury. I understand what you're saying. The myth of Deshaun Watson is going to persist here, but he's got to be so devastated because it was such a great setup this year. He was, I, I, I don't know for sure, but I imagine he set, saw the easiest schedule in the division. He saw Miles Garrett on the other side of the ball. He's like, we are about to get the Cleveland Browns to the playoffs, and I'm going to be the hero of this. I think it's the worst possible timing because of where they're positioned. They're 6-3. and three. This was going to be Deshaun Watson taking them to the playoffs. Secretly, it was Miles Garrett, the defensive end, <laughs> taking them to the playoffs. But I think this was such a great setup for Deshaun Watson. And if he had gotten the playoffs, he would have been able to really you know, tell his critics you were wrong about me. I think this was a huge redemption season for him, and now it's gone. Okay, but on the flip side of that, say they had not made the playoffs. Say he can't play the high ankle sprain, as you mentioned, was another thing he's dealing with. Say his play that second half against the Bengals was a mirage, and that's not how he played. I don't he gets think he... even more criticism. We pile on him even more, and I would say rightfully so because he's not lived up to the contract. Yeah. If this had gone the other way where he's banged up and and it's a it's a bad end of the season – he comes into next year at an all-time low. And that's saying something for Deshaun, considering what he's been through. I don't think that that was... I don't, first of all, I don't think he thinks like that. Because elite quarterbacks don't think like that. But I, I don't think that was going to happen. Because if you watch the Ravens game, the key was that he was able to run out of sacks. And that's not something that's going to go away. I, I think he could have willed this team. You don't need great quarterback play. In fact, I'm going to tell you right now, they're not out of the playoff picture by any means. I don't know why they're going with Dorian Thompson-Robinson and not P.J. Walker, but their defense and run game is so strong. They can make the playoffs anyway. He could have ridden that wave. I don't see there's any bad scenario if he had stayed. How much quarterback play do you need out of this team, Maggie? Well, I mean, but you're paying the guy $230 million, right? So you're hoping that he was going to be the difference maker. He has certainly not been that. And again, now it gets to be like basically on pause. He saves himself from further criticism. And we go into year three of this deal next year. We still have never seen the dude who was promised. That's why I think he's so sad because he, I think they were going to make the playoffs with him at quarterback. And now that's gone next year. It's going to be tough. This is a tough division. This was his golden opportunity because they'd gotten enough wins out of the backups to really make this work. Here is Deshaun. Can we hear clip 11, please? Carlos says he thought the Browns were primed to make a run. I'm I'm still in disbelief. I'm still, I said, just trying to process all the information that I've, I've been getting since last night. Um, it's tough, you know. I've, you know, felt like we were turning a corner to really make a run, and uh, you know, I, we, I still believe we still will, you know, with the guys in this locker room. You know, I just wanted to be physically a part of it, um, on the field with those guys, and you know, six weeks I was down and try to come back, and, and then two weeks later I'm, you know, back at it again. So, yeah, it's it's, it's, it's tough to try to, you know, wrap everything around my head right now. Again, this is going to be the the dirty word, the four-letter dirty word that you're giving fans in Cleveland, which is hope. 
And you're going to hope that he picks up right where he left off in that second half of the Ravens game starting next season. And do we really have the evidence? I mean, he's going to skate on more, you know, potential criticism. What what could have been bad play? Uh, you mentioned about Kevin Stefanski going to Dorian Thompson Robinson as quarterback one. Um, here is the coach explaining um, how he's going to get him ready. Yeah, Dorian's going to start. The decision to go back to him. Yeah, I just felt like, you know, as you know, every week you're trying to just make the best decisions you can for your team. Uh, I want to give him a, a week where he knows he's a starter. He gets a full week of preparation. Okay. So that's kind of in response to Dorian Thompson-Robinson in the first game against the Ravens. Found out he was starting like two hours before the game because Deshaun came out, tried to warm up, remember that, and then said uh, that he couldn't go. And he was bad. It was terrible. I think he threw three picks. I mean, it was awful in that game. Then P.J. Walker starts and gives the Browns the signature win of the season which was beating the San Francisco 49ers. Now, he had no touchdowns and two picks in that game, but ultimately, the win goes on his record. Yeah. yeah. But then he blew the game against Seattle. He handed the win to Seattle. I, I think they want to go as conservative as possible, so maybe they think, we'll have DTR in there, we will not run a single pass play all game. Because, honestly, they'd be in stronger position for the playoffs. If they had that Seattle game won, they had to find a creative way to lose it. And it, that's on P.J. Walker. By the way, can we just admit right now, neither quarterback is the answer? Well, definitely not, but this is what you have. So you already made your well, bed here. Unless you bring in somebody off the street or you um, – our buddy Pro Football Talks, Mike Florio, said if you convince another team to cut their backup, I don't know how they could do that. <laughs> that <laughs> like, can't be against, that guy's got to be against the rules, help right? Help us – yeah, right, that's tampering. <laughs> help us try to make the playoffs, like, random team – yeah, I, well, I don't know. No, teams did that for each other. Florio's reasoning was there are a lot of expensive quarterbacks sitting out there that teams would love not to pay and make Cleveland pay them. There's been a lot of funky things out there. Rob Gronkowski saying Mac Jones should ask for his release and then sign in Cleveland. Like, yeah, uh, something like that. Okay, but here's the thing: what message is being sent to the locker room right now? You got a team that's six and three. You've got a great defense. You do have a robust running game. You've got a team that could hang around here. I don't know if the playoffs are totally dead. I mean, Super Bowl's out, probably out of the out of the realm, but are you totally dead to make the playoffs? There's still a lot of ball game left. And by going to Dorian Thompson Robinson, are you basically telling this team like, "Hey, I guess we're just going to throw the rookie out there." As opposed to PJ Walker, who you could have put out who has a little bit more experience, and then if you need to go to the rookie, go to the rookie. No, I, I think it's the Seattle game. I think they're they're still furious about that. And I don't know if he ignored a call and tried to make a throw that he shouldn't have, but that was a bad one. And also, I mean, look, I know DTR was awful in the regular season game he played, but he was their best preseason quarterback. I mean, in many ways, he was like the story of the preseason because <laughs> so, so few teams play their stars. Like, he was yeah. really a guy who shined, and he, it was unclear if he was going to make the team. Then he made the team. In fact, he played so well, he got Josh Dobbs cut, basically. Like, like. There is some evidence that he could maneuver the offense. At least they've seen that. So they could be saying, hey, with him having the preparation he had in the preseason that he was going to play a lot, maybe this will be different. I don't know. Uh, I'm not sure. I mean, it's going to take a really big effort for this coaching staff to probably keep everybody believing. Uh, I'm going to bet we'll do our bets tomorrow. Yeah. I like the Dorian Thompson-Robinson, whatever the rushing number is, to go over that. Because – 
if I'm the coach, don't just say do not risk a turnover. Keep it conservative. This is such a good defense. Do you guys think at six and three, there's a chance that they could really slow down the game and fi- they have an easier schedule, find a way to actually get to the playoffs? I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility at all. Well, it's funny because the team they're going to be playing this weekend, the Pittsburgh Steelers, Same also team. wants to do that. <laughs> Same team. Same team. I about want the under in this game. Yeah, I was actually thinking that too. Uh, yeah, but I got screwed because I took the under last week against Pittsburgh and Green Bay. I'm like, how are these two teams going to score? And it was a score fest. Like, no. Dang it. But did you see the final score was 23-19. You barely missed That's a score them. fest for them. Yeah. The funny <laughs> thing was neither team can score in the first half. You bet on the under, and they come out like the Chiefs touchdown, versus touchdown, the Eagles touchdown. in the Super Bowl. I was like, oh, man. You know, sometimes it's like good to lose your bets in the first five minutes. It's like, all right, I don't have to worry and sweat this one any, anymore. I lost. Well, it's funny, too. You mentioned Dorian Thompson-Robinson was a preseason star. So is Getty Pickett. Those are the two preseason <laughs> stars. <laughs> You're right. And preseason all It's just a reminder, and I'm such a sucker for preseason. Season, that it really doesn't mean anything. If that's the reason they're going to DTR, that's kind of weak. Um, 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Now, we put polls out from time to time. And we like to take the temperature, sort of what people are thinking about and how they're feeling when it comes to social media. Today we put out a poll. Will Dak Prescott win MVP? Perloff says... Yes, in the hunt, for sure. I say as a candidate, I, I reject the wording of this poll, but please go ahead. Well, would you like to know the results? I mean, that's such a <laughs> dumb way to word this. Go ahead. Will Dak Prescott win MVP? 94% of people say no. Yeah, I mean, he's a 35 to 1 favorite. He's 10th in odds right now. Yeah, but if he's, I thought he's on You're a kinda, heater. He's that's got like this saying, great season. That's like saying, will Dustin Johnson win the Masters? It's a wide field. I think a better question is he an MVP candidate? That's well, the debate. That's, that's, who isn't an MVP candidate? That, that's weak sauce, too. We got like 10, it goes 10 deep. Oh, well, I, apparently the media is telling me CJ Stroud is an MVP candidate, was the great headline of the week. And now that's he's a so now. <laughs> yeah, totally okay. different. It is, but it's not that different because Dak is Mr. Everyone pays attention to you. The fact that Dak's in the MVP conversation is a huge win considering in the offseason everyone was ready to write him off. Right, but it would be historic for a rookie to be MVP. top five in MVP voting. Yeah. A seventh, eighth year quarterback for Dallas Cowboys being in the MVP conversation should be an expectation, quite frankly. But honestly, after last year, though, remember last year where Dak was after the San Francisco right, but two game. two years ago, you threw for 4,400 yards. I know that, but everybody forgot that and thought Dak stunk because he had a bunch of interceptions last year that bounced off his receiver's chest. Well, it was not just that. It was also, again, losing in the playoffs to the 49ers. Like, that, it, that's not, no one thinks he stinks. It's just like, does that look like someone who's an MVP? Again, I know it's a regular season award. He won Rookie of the Year. It's not like everyone's allergic to giving Dak his due. I'm just saying, you're absolutely right. C.J. Stroud being an MVP candidate is a storyline for sure. Because a rookie's never won it, and he's a great surprise. But Dak being an MVP candidate is a huge story, too, because in the offseason, everyone wondered, is can Dak Prescott play football anymore? It really got bad. Because last year, look at his numbers. They were terrible. I think the so Tampa I think Bay turning game kind of turned that around for him. That was a big win no. in, the, in the playoffs. Oh, I mean, he looked excellent. We should go back to the offseason. I think people were really down on Dak Prescott. Well, you want to know why? Yeah, because it's a San Francisco game. Well, that and also Jerry Jones kept saying, contract extension, it's coming, it's coming, it's coming, and where is it? Still didn't get it. Yeah. And then they trade for Trey Lance, which I know probably means nothing, but it did happen right before the season. Right. Like Patrick Mahomes and Jalen Hurts being MVP candidates, that's not a storyline to me. But I think, and 
maybe we differ on this. I think Dak being an MVP candidate is a big deal. Well, I think that it's that he's not an MVP candidate. Right, you That's think it's you, phony I, numbers. I, I think the numbers are the the stats are padded against bad teams. Will the voters actually take that into account? But his most high profile game so far this year. Worst game in a decade by the Cowboys. Worst loss against no. San Francisco, 49-10. to 10. And then the Eagles game, while his numbers are good and he moved the ball, with the ball in his hands at the five-yard line with a chance to win the game, bad sack, interception, delay yeah. a game, and then a pass to CeeDee Lamb that's short. It's like, yeah. that that's not an MVP. Uh, Man, though. He, that's he not an MVP play. Blew me away that game. He was the best player on the field. Well, him and C.D. Lamb. I don't know if to, he's first of all he's figured out just throw the ball to C.D. on every play, <laughs> and it used to not work. Now it works. I'm telling you, he is a better quarterback than he's ever been. C.D. Lamb in a contract year? I think he, he paid I, yet. I thought he got paid, but I'm not he sure. He might have. We'll take a look. Eight five five two one two four CBS. You're welcome to weigh in on the Dak Prescott MVP conversation. You're welcome to weigh in on. Do you think the Browns are still a possible playoff team? Conversation coming up. The weirdest thing that Aaron Rodgers said this week. It's weird. You'll hear it next. 855-212-4CBS. Don't move. Maggie and Perloff, CBS Sports Radio. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Back on Maggie and Perloff. It's Country Western Day because we are arguing about Dak Prescott's MVP chances. I mean, this is the most popular team in America right now by all sports by 50 miles I think this is going to help Dak. If Dak puts up 45 touchdowns and 12 picks, I'm adding a touchdown every time we talk about this. <laughs> yeah, I know. And they're 12 and 5. 60 touchdowns. Yeah. They're 12 and 5. <laughs> and the only reason I say that is, as you pointed out, the defenses he's facing are great for quarterbacks. Washington can't stop anybody. Seattle can't stop anybody. Carolina this weekend? Carolina is actually the best defense he faces. They're number 7 in the league in I defense. Bet I bet he scores four touchdowns. I don't think so. I think Carolina, if you play in Carolina, you want your, your defense is going to get three touchdowns. Dak has to say to Micah Parsons, hey, when you strip sack Bryce Young, do not run in the end zone because I need the yeah, stats. Go down at the five. Yeah, I, I don't think he's going to get a five-touchdown game. It's not the Giants. So, anyway, Dak's going to have great numbers, and at the end of the day, no one's going to care who they're against. Maggie thinks that 
voters are savvy enough, which is that's your mistake right there. <laughs> well, they all I'm sure they all watched that 49er game, which wasn't great. The end of the Eagles game, you could pin on him. And but we'll they got see. another Eagles game that's going to have Eagles 35 game. million viewers. Yeah. I think they have they have Thanksgiving. There's a lot of big games for Dak to get back in their good graces. Trust me, Dak is going to have a good year. 855-212-4CBS. Well, I hope so because I actually did pick the Cowboys to go to the Super Bowl. I think I like that pick more now. <laughs> and I think that everyone is going to get uncomfortable here because if Dak has an MVP season and let's say they do go to the Super Bowl, you're going to have to admit that Mike McCarthy is doing something right. Well, this that, is not all Dan Quinn, a lot of it, but the defense. But you're going to have to give Mike McCarthy some credit, and I think that's going to be very hard for media and fans to eat crow there. That's a road too far. I can't go there. I mean, give Mike McCarthy credit? <laughs> One thing to give Dak the MVP. To give Mike McCarthy credit, He's I don't know if I could do that. Besides, uh, there is a little matter of the impending second-round game against the 49ers that we all know is going to happen because it happens every year. That's true. Uh, so we have the Dak Prescott conversation. You're welcome to weigh in at 855-212-4CBS. We've also been talking about Cleveland. Deshaun Watson gone for the season with the shoulder injury. Can they still make the playoffs behind Dorian Thompson-Robinson and maybe a little P.J. Tucker? George is in L.A. He's got a thought on it. George, what's up? Hey, good morning, guys. Enjoy your show. Um, yes, I still think Cleveland has a shot to make the playoffs. Like Perloff uh, and you were saying, the quarterback play has to be very conservative. Uh, but I still think they should make a run for another quarterback. Mm. I bet they're wishing right now they still had Baker Mayfield. But <laughs> anyway, thanks a lot, guys. George, thank you. Um, well, maybe they can get P.J. Tucker. I said P.J. Tucker instead of P.J. Walker. P.J. Tucker looks more like a tight end or a, <laughs> or a fullback. Uh, Carson Wentz doesn't signed. shoot much. So he can just hand the ball off. Okay, <laughs> I know people here don't like Carson Wentz, but come on, that would have been a dream scenario to get Carson Wentz 10 Too days late. ago he signed with the Rams. <laughs> there is no such <laughs> thing as a dream scenario getting Carson, Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz is so much better. Yeah. He's so much better than P.J. Walker and, and Dorian Thompson-Robinson. And I actually kind of like P.J. Walker because he's a Philly guy, but... Come on, Carson Wentz wouldn't be better for this oh, Browns no. because I don't know how much you hate Carson Wentz, but look at where they are right now. I don't, I don't disagree that Carson Wentz is the better or the least bad of those three options. It, but that does not qualify for dream scenario for <laughs> okay. the Browns. Well, right now, <laughs> yes, honestly, yes, and Colt McCoy's <laughs> even a little bit scenario. Yeah, it's not ideal, but it's a lot better <laughs> than what they have. Okay, got a couple others possibly for you for the Browns. Do any of these intrigue you? These names: Nick Foles. You mentioned him yesterday. Yes. Joe Flacco. No. No. <laughs> Matt Ryan. Yeah. In the booth with our pal Tiki. And great tweet from Andrew Catalan yesterday. Somebody wrote that the answer to the Brown solution is in the TV yeah. booth. It was a picture of Catalan, Matt Ryan, and Tiki. And Catalan quote tweeted and said, you're right. It'd be an honor. I ran to Fancy's offense in my backyard growing up. <laughs> <laughs> I thought maybe they just run the Wildcat with Tiki. Um, we have Colt McCoy who has been out there and nobody's signed him. Colt McCoy, I don't understand. There's, how many teams have we linked Colt McCoy to this year? And obviously, At least a dozen. He's not a so, good agent, clearly. Yeah, Someone we talked about yesterday a little bit, Tom Brady, but that's a little bit more tongue-in-cheek. I am beginning to think he might actually really be retired. Do we know if Nick Foles wants to play too? Because he's been sitting out there and there's been more than one job that he's been linked to. And He's shockingly young, though. You think of Nick Foles has been around a while? I think he's only 34 Joe Flacco, how old is Flacco? 38. 38. Wow. 
Flacco is a statue. You cannot yeah. put him behind. <laughs> no, no, and no, we no, all just no. got real quiet yeah. thinking about the end of no, Joe Flacco's career. Yeah, I'm thinking career. about you know, him being in the hospital. But the Browns might remember. Team. Didn't Flacco light them up and have that crazy comeback win? Yeah, it was like 30 seconds of offense. <laughs> 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 That's giving you hope. I watched that game. I'm like, ah, Joe Flacco's back. Not so much. <laughs> <laughs> I think he took seven sacks the next game. 855-212-4CBS. <laughs> We've been talking about Dak Prescott. Is he an MVP candidate? Dan is in Rochester. Good morning, Dan. Good morning. Yes, he most certainly is, but not because he's the most valuable player. He most certainly is because he's going on a tear, and I just can't wait to watch the collapse, similar to Josh Allen. <laughs> he has all the tools, but he's going to choke at the end. It's just the Dallas co- quarterback thing since Aikman. I'll hang up. Wait, Dan, yeah, it's the the schadenfreude of watching him, the, the rise and then the fall. I was going to ask Dan before he hung up, you and I had kicked around this idea of a show bet for when the Bills play the Eagles about yeah. the loser has to eat a garbage plate with no hands. The garbage plate is a Rochester, New York staple. It's a lot of things together on one plate. Meat, macaroni salad, French fries. It's all kind of in McFlurry. the mix. <laughs> yeah, <and> Jameson <laughs> Williams is there, maybe ice cream. Um, I don't want to make that bet anymore. Okay. I, I'm, I'm bowing out. I don't want to do it. I don't feel like I should have to because of what's happened with my team. I'm fine with that because for some reason the Bills strike me as super dangerous in that game. Because the Bills sometimes... What more do you have to see? (laughs) Because they sometimes step up in games. Everyone was down on them coming to the Miami game and they just trounced the Dolphins. Honestly, they're kind of like a wounded animal right now. They're a bit scary to me as an Eagles fan. Don't worry. I feel like if you can see the bet, though, it has to be some like lighter thing you have to do. Oh, like like when you... uh... Oh, right, right. Like, I've got to, to take the exit ramp, I've got to do something to warrant the exit ramp. Right, because you're you're basically conceding that this was going to be an L. How about we just eat garbage plates because they sound delicious? No, they are, but you have to be hungover. Okay. And then they will save your life. But if you're not hungover, I can't imagine eating one. It's a lot. Who eats one out of enjoyment? I I don't know. I think everybody does. And at 7 a.m. Wait, tell us again what's in there. It's like either could be chicken or hamburger. Good, good. And then definitely macaroni salad. That's a Very, real staple. Oh, that one's a little dicey. Baked beans usually, good. French fries. I see, good. Po- I see one with popcorn. I'm looking at these pictures. Mm. What's with the popcorn on this? Individually, these are all hot delicious foods. usually are on there. They call them hot hots up there. <laughs> Let's go to Gabe. Gabe's in California. We'll work this all out. Good morning, Gabe. How you doing? Good morning. It's a... Uh... Not uncommon when the Cowboys are a little hot that we have to give uh, the nation the, the Kool-Aid, right? Uh, mm-hmm. The Cowboys are, are going to do something. But, you know, it's the same story every year, especially under Mike McCarthy. They're just going to do really well against teams that aren't doing really well. And when they face a real contender like the Niners and Eagles, they're going to be putting in their place. Mike McCarthy, as long as he's in charge of that team, they're not sniffing a Super Bowl. You could say he's a Super Bowl winning coach, but that uh, – that Packers Super Bowl is Aaron's Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've seen it time and time again. Uh, they're not going to do nothing. Gabe, it's so funny, and thank you for the phone call. It's I've never seen a coach who's actually maligned for winning a Super Bowl because he didn't win more. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and it's ridiculous though. Like, why is that Aaron's Super Bowl? Aaron has not won a Super Bowl since that Super Bowl, and he's in fact he's flopped in the playoffs since that Super Bowl. Uh, you're right. It's, but again, he still was with McCarthy for 
how many years after that Super Bowl? Yeah, some Five, of those flops, six? but he's had some of his worst flops were when McCarthy wasn't there, when they were 13, 14 win teams, and they would lose in the in the division. Totally, around. the last couple of years, right? right? Number one seed against Tampa Bay, losing to Tom Brady at home. Well, McCarthy year. McCarthy was fifteen and one the next year, right? And lost. He he's also had those high seed flops. That's true. The game but against part of Seattle. That, part of that is the, the game old, against the Niners in the snow. Yeah. That one was brutal. But that was Lafleur, right? Uh, which one are you uh, talking about? Yeah, the recent. are you talking about the recent one? Yeah, that yeah. was Lafleur. Oh, okay. So I also the Packers have fed on a bad division, so they do get the number one seed a lot. Uh, the other one with Super Bowl winners are Sean Payton. He gets all the credit for all that. All the Same. credit. The onside's yeah. kick. The guy's the smartest coach in the history of mankind. John Harbaugh gets a lot of credit for totally. what nobody's killing him. So you, I think it's a really good point, EJ. Why is McCarthy the one Super Bowl guy who gets the most most Because trouble? he didn't win more. Because, I think it's because Aaron Rodgers was so good. Harbaugh hasn't had a consistent quarterback. Yeah, but uh, Sean Payton, everyone thinks it's a genius behind this. And Listen, he hasn't done anything that Mike McCarthy. Is. Mike Holmgren won one. I mean, they got to two. Yeah. And Favre is a three-time MVP. I just feel like part of me feels like, and I'm I'm gonna be real. Like, I feel like McCarthy's disposition and his physical oh, yeah. appearance is part of why people look at him as a clown. Oh yeah. no, big time! Oh, I yeah, definitely not. Time. He's easier to make fun of. He, There's he, more he, jokes. He talks, Hold he, the on, way he, looks. He's literally, he literally looks like a punching bag, which is why people <laughs> right. punch at him. Are you, what is the what is the difference with how he looks and how Andy Reid looks? Andy Reid was, and Andy Reid right. was was. Was McCarthy to a certain extent in Philadelphia, yes. and he changed and stopped it all in Kansas City. Wait a minute! If you can't be a fat football coach, I mean, that's what—that's out of central casting. No, no, you can be a fat football coach, but that gives people more ammunition to go after you. It's also McCarthy had a style of talking that sort of warranted criticism. He's a little low key. Andy Reid has this charm about him that hmm. he got away with it. I think. See, I think Pittsburghese is kind of charming. I think. He, I think McCarthy. Ooh. He. It's just how he talks. I think he's a smart guy, but he kind of sounds bumbling in these press conferences just because of the way he kind of starts thoughts and then jumps to different thoughts. He breathes heavy. He looks on the sideline. <laughs> yeah. He's very animated on the sidelines when things go wrong. So, you know, it kind of always looks yeah, like he it's slams his, a headset. Yeah, it always looks like it's his fault. Like, so I, does I Belichick. I mean, these guys all do the same stuff. Look at Brian Dayball's out there not <laughs> in shape. Also right. chucking yeah. down headsets. So what's your explanation, Maggie? What? Why everyone goes after McCarthy. I think it's because he didn't win enough with Aaron Rodgers. I think it has nothing to do with his physical appearance. I think we are totally cool. You are not shamed at all in this country for being an overweight football coach because you're clearly watching film. You have no time for anything else. You're dedicated. All these guys, a lot of them gain weight during the season. Mostly, it's got to be terrible for your health to be a football coach. I don't think this has anything to do with this physical period. But there are guys who literally got jobs because of them coming out of central casting, like yeah. Cliff Kingsbury. Like, there yeah. are guys we were convinced were good coaches probably because of how they looked. Like, they looked like they were Matt good LaFleur. coaches. Matt LaFleur. Like, and, and these guys are oftentimes more polished. Like, I, I really think that some of this absolutely has to do with just, like, McCarthy as a person, which is unfortunate. And I'm not even, like, this big McCarthy defender, but, like, I hear that all the time. Like, oh, you know, Rodgers really won that Super Bowl. I'm like, Rodgers has been a playoff flop for most of his career. Wait. Why is that on – why is why is the one Super Bowl he won all on him and not on McCarthy? Well, because he's going to go down as an all-time great quarterback, and McCarthy's not going down as an all-time great coach. But I think, like, like Nick Sirianni – bumbles through press conferences and you know he took his know, he, he took just, his arrow slings and arrows and i don't think anyone holds that against him uh, well it took him a long time to get the media well, the national like no media local media likes him 
No, no, because he had that bad press conference. Everyone's like, this guy is going to be a disaster. And it taught us that a press conference is completely meaningless. Well, Unfortunately, McCarthy, McCarthy's not a great press conference. I agree no, with you. He, he lied just not to everybody and conference. said that he watched every single Cowboys game or whatever he said. And then no, turns out not, that wasn't true. That I think part? it's a day-to-day. I think it's a weekly. He just does not present himself that well in press conferences, which obviously oh. means nothing as a coach. And it's a stupid way to criticize a coach. I didn't but know it's that reality. this was out there yeah. about McCarthy. And, and he, it, he it goes also, back to Green Bay, really. Yeah, and he was the Packers head coach. Yeah. A marquee franchise. And now he's the Cowboys head coach. He's had sleepovers at Jerry's house. And Jerry adds fuel to the fire. He's there's more there's more um, material from McCarthy. Than yeah. from the other I think it's just that he didn't win more with Rodgers. We got to put a poll question up about this. Is like is we'll figure it out. Bogus uh, is here with headlines. <laughs> is the question like is Mike McCarthy? A punchline because he's fat. I, yeah. The perception of McCarthy is that he fell up into that job at the Cowboys. Failed up. Okay. Uh, yeah, okay. Al Michaels is pumped for Thursday night football since the Ravens are hosting the Bengals in the AFC North showdown. Also excited is Baltimore head coach John Harbaugh. Proud to have this game. Appreciate you know the opportunity to play a home primetime game like this, especially such an important game like this. Our players are excited. I know I know our coaches are excited. I know our fans are excited. Can't wait to get out there and just try to do our best. Both teams coming off home losses Sunday. Ravens tackle Ronnie Stanley. Bengals wideout T. Higgins will not play tonight. College football Northwestern makes David Braun its permanent head coach. They have five wins this season, one more than the last two years combined. Braun took over in July when Pat Fitzgerald was fired for the program's hazing you know, scandal. I'm sorry to say, I this has to be a... We're probably going to have to pay Pat Fitzgerald quite a bit of money yeah. here, so why don't we just elevate the interim guy? I can't imagine he's going to oh, yeah. be getting the uh, right. contract that some of these other coaches demand. I uh, have an unpopular, probably un-PC take on Northwestern. If you're going to have any whiff of scandal in your program, don't have the nation's foremost journalism program sitting <laughs> across <laughs> campus. I think Northwestern <laughs> set themselves up. You think that those studies are coming out at uh, yeah, the students SEC schools? <laughs> yeah. I mean, nothing against any SEC school the journalism zoo. program. The zoo is one of the great journalism programs in this country. Oh, okay. Yeah, Missouri. Well, okay, the old school SEC programs. I just think you have to be very careful in Northwestern because those kids are really serious about journalism. <laughs> it's honestly, it's like America's greatest newsroom. Are yeah, filled yeah. with Don't Northwestern people. Yeah, if you're the if you're the coach at Syracuse, be very careful. Yes. So like the Daily Tide in Tuscaloosa on campus is not writing up Nick Saban stories. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> that is, t- I feel bad. Are we? No, are you're we, right. I mean, I mean, Coach K would just like just berate Duke reporters, and like nothing would happen. Like, yeah. Meanwhile, Beheim was always sparring with the oh, Syracuse people. He went after that those student reporters all the time. He for for forty years. <laughs> To the NBA last night, the Suns snapped the T-Wolves' seven-game win streak, 133-115, with KD and Booker each scoring 31. Damian Lillard, 37, 13 assists, and the Bucks 128-112 win in Toronto. Giannis out with a calf strain, and the Sixers lost for the second night in a row, 117-107 to the Celtics this time. And then there's this. Philadelphia police cannot find surveillance camera footage of Sixer Kelly Oubre Jr. getting hit by a car Saturday night in the intersection. He told them, but we do have Oubre coming home after getting hit. This is from his doorbell camera. (laughs) 
So it's it's hard to hear. That's him going through his front door with his bike. He tells his wife, I got hit by a car. Then she's on 911, calling 911 to get him help. Now, police don't think that he's lying about this. They think by the time they got to him in the hospital, he was on pain meds. So he was disoriented. Plus, he's new to Philly, so he might have told them the wrong streets yeah. he was on. But as of right now, and there are witnesses to people like seeing a car drive away fast, so it's just weird, though, that they don't know at the moment where this actually went down. Yeah, this is a bizarre story, yeah. right? It, you think it'd be cut and dry, like guy got hit by a car. You'd be able to see it, especially center city Philadelphia, is like a downtown of any city yeah. in this yeah. country. You're going to have footage, and there's just no footage. Also, why when he's coming home, does he have a bike? Did the he get bike hit is, by a bike? The bike is a there? new factor overnight that no one, I think the entire Philadelphia journalism world trying to figure out where the bike come from. He could have picked it up afterwards. Like he had a lock somewhere. Like, is it his bike? Well, I mean, so well, I would I'm assume assuming it's, it's his, his bike. Yeah. He didn't steal the bike. <laughs> like, He's I, disoriented. I think, maybe he thought it was his bike. I think part of the problem is when the, when the stories first came out, it made it sound very serious that he was very injured. Like, it was all kind of cryptic and whatever. And then it's like, now it's like I clipped by the side mirror of a car Broke some while, ribs. while I had my bike crossing the street. We didn't, we, I, I guess I assumed he was treated like at the scene, but he went home and then to the hospital right. and then the police got involved. So also, I guess because the hour delay, we don't know about the bike. We didn't know about where yeah. it was. And it's just, it's adding up to a weird story. Also, doesn't it make you think a little bit? That if this is a real, and I'm not saying defense, like he has to defend himself against anything, but if it's, if he's sketchy on the details because the police were interviewing him while he may have been under some heavy medication, how often is that happening? Right. Where police are talking to people in the hospital who have already been given like major Demerol or something. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I think it was like a flying saucer came and smacked me upside the head. Like that's that. I feel like the police would have to be uh, aware of yeah. that. And in his defense, I mean, I've lived in my neighborhood now for nine years and I still don't know every street name. And if I was out walking and got hit and then went home, I don't know that I could say I was on the corner of this and that. Mm. Yeah. And even like giving directions, I go like, oh, go up two blocks, make a left and then a right. Like I don't know to go to James Street, turn yeah. right on Rose Avenue. Like I don't, I, I can't do that yeah, still. Cent Center City is kind of like, is it's kind of like Queens or other, a lot of other cities where there isn't is a grid where it's like, yeah. oh, 114th Street, yeah. 212th feet, Street. It's like, Walnut Street. It's you Locust know, Street. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah it's these yeah. names. So if you're, he's not from Philadelphia. He just got there. If you don't, you don't, you won't know what the names of these streets are. I, I tend to think that he's lying about something, and I'll tell you why. It's the way he plays basketball is impossible to figure out. I cannot. I see him on the court. <laughs> he takes the most ill-advised shots again and again, and sometimes they work and sometimes they don't. So just based on his game, I find him a little untrustworthy. I hope he doesn't get in any trouble for this because it seems like there's no victim as far as I can tell. But if you watch him on the court, he's a lefty. Like There's nothing orthodox about his game. So based on his game, I'm very suspicious. That's funny. I, I just love that a, a, a man, an Andrew Bogish, admits that he doesn't know the names of streets no. and stuff because I don't know. Ever since GPS came along, I don't have to know anything exactly. about where I live. And so I've lived in the same place now for like since the pandemic. We moved to a new city. And... 
I don't know how to get around still. Nope. And I feel like I can't admit that because it'd be like, oh, woman, she doesn't know where she's going. She can't drive. It's like these stereotypes. So thank you I'm with for you. admitting that you don't know either. Like, I know my dad is 70, whatever, and he'll still ask me, like, okay, I'm doing, like, if they're, like, coming to my house, not from their house, and he'll ask me how to, they're like, already on Long Island, mm-hmm. and I'm like, put it in your phone. I don't know. Like that's what <laughs> I, I do. And then I'm just home <laughs> twenty minutes later. I can't tell you to do this and that and this and then get here. But parents hate the GPS. Hate it. I know. They all hate well, the GPS. Because they grew up with maps. Right. Or not yeah. grew up in adulthood, had to use like maps and Ma- atlases. Maps, like real paper maps. Paper not maps. Yeah. not yeah. apps that say maps. Yes, not apps for maps. Maps for maps. I also think there's like a point of pride. I don't know if it's for men, maybe it's for women, about like knowing where you are. My husband is like this. He no, loves no, maps. No, no. He loves to know yeah. exactly where he is. He likes to know where we're going. He's got it all. Like, we'll go to a city, a different city you don't know, and it'll be like, yeah, head north. I'm like, how do you know which way north is? <laughs> Look at the sun. Nashville. <laughs> I, I, had a, I had a mentor. I worked at the internship uh, here in the city, and there was a guy who he told me how he taught his son how to do all these kind of survival things because he said if there was a situation where, like, there was a blackout or some kind of, you know, EMP happened or whatever. He yeah. wanted his son to know how to survive. So he was like, I taught him how to read a map. I taught him how to read a compass. Uh, I taught him how to do uh, basic, you know, camping things. Like, I think there wow. is an aspect of like, hey, like if technology goes kaput, like who's going to be the you first one to, to go? And it will be probably be me. You realize this is Perloff's like sort of dream. Not and nightmare at the What's same that? time. The apocalypse, like a yeah. squid game kind of situation. No, ha- no, no, having to survive the oh. apocalypse. He no, thinks I think he has about to find a bike. Not a dream. I'd be the first one to go. <laughs> yeah. I'd be the sacrifice myself. I'm out. But <laughs> I think that whole idea of being a ma- manly thing about maps—that's long gone, right? There's nobody under thirty who knows how to read a map, is there? I don't know. My husband. It's not about being manly. I don't think it's a, a macho thing. He just likes maps and is interested in where he's going yeah. and wants to feel like he knows where he's to know where he's going. I think that makes him sound like a dinosaur in today's age because. <laughs> Because of the apps, I don't think I don't think anyone knows how to read it. Like Bogus said, you just don't know anymore because of your phone. I don't know. Maybe like you EJ's know? mentor, you got to teach orienteering. When I was a kid, we actually <laughs> knew each other's numbers. Like I remember yeah. my childhood friend's phone number. Now I don't know anybody's I feel phone like number. Every time I go into like a CVS, I you know because my girlfriend has the CVS thing. I, I have to literally pull out my phone every time to type in the numbers yeah. to get the deals. And I, I'm convinced people in there think I'm like you know taking information from somebody else because they're like, who needs to go into their phone to find the phone number for your CVS uh, savings account. Well, you got to know your significant other's number. I only know the first, like, six numbers, and I oh, always wow. forget the last I can't one. tell you how many times I forget my wife's Amazon code. I, I'm i not going to give it out now, but that is... <laughs> that's <laughs> that's you. I'm, EJ, I'm with you. I'm I'm my phone. Free, uh, NFL uh, Thursday Night Football tonight. I can't tell you how many times I'm texting in the CVS or Amazon line, honey, what's the code? What's the code? I'm exactly you know, like that. I We got to go because we got to take a break here before we come back, but... We found out last night Perloff shares a lot more than just a code with his wife. I don't mean that to sound dirty. Wow, that's how, that's how I'm taking it. <laughs> well, like people are staying in their car for that. Everyone <laughs> just sat up a little straighter. Can we cancel the break? 855-212-4CBS, <laughs> <laughs> uh, We've got that bizarre story with Perloff and also Aaron Rodgers next. Don't move. I'll spin doctors cover. I know someone who got into a fist fight with the spin doctors. 
Long story. 855-212-4CBS. 855-212-4227. Maggie and Perloff, CBS Sports Radio. Uh, okay, so Perloff, yesterday, you were um, brave to put this on social media. You oh had quite gosh. a conundrum that I don't know if a lot of men can relate to. So it was kind of cold outside. What was it, 50 degrees yesterday? Cold yesterday. Wanted to go on a post-show run, and all my sweatpants or running pants were in the laundry. So... I, I went through, was going through the clothes and I found Lululemon pants. And I didn't know at first that they were my wife's. <laughs> and I put them on and they kind of fit. But I noticed the bottom was like bell bottomy. That's the difference between, I guess, men's Lululemon <laughs> and women's Lululemon. Yeah, flare. So as a joke, I put out there on social, can I wear these? And the response is, this was such an affront to people's manhood out there. That, <laughs> by the way, I, I got to tell you, men's Lululemon pants aren't exactly masculine. What's the big difference? I think it's the fact that you could fit into your wife's pants. She's very small. <laughs> yeah, but Lululemon pants are kind of tight. Stretchy, I guess. And and to be totally, I'm be total honest here. I'm not sure they might have been my daughters. I don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> do either of them want it back? They didn't care. Uh, my daughter. You, this is going to sound shy. We share pants. Well, she steals your clothes because she steals it's my cool clothes. to wear baggy stuff these days. So kids, kids dress like 1990s skateboard kids yep. right now. Her pants are gigantic. She walks <laughs> around like MC Hammer. <laughs> <laughs> and so she steals my pants all the time. So I thought, I was going through her drawer. I thought, oh, my tights must be in there. I mean, <laughs> men's tights. running pants are tights. They are tights. So anyone who is going to call me out for this has to call out any man who wears Lululemon running pants. Or how about just NBA players who are clearly wearing yes. tights all the time? Yeah, why are they allowed to wear tights? And just because my tights happen to flare out a little at the bottom. <laughs> it's so good. So you actually wore them for the run. No, I didn't. I, 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 instead, I got a dirty pair of sweatpants. And do you guys ever go running in sweatpants? Yes. It's a little weird. I try not to. Yeah, you want, you want tights, yeah, right? So, so the support's I, not so there is what have, you're saying. I have compression tights. So right. I, I would just wear those under my shorts. What if they're dirty? Um, Turn them inside out. Well, no. So, mine's are padded, which is a little weird. I have, I have one that's padded, one that's not. I use the padded ones for yoga and basketball. So, yeah. it becomes a little tricky. I, by the way, I play basketball almost exclusively wearing tights, even in warm weather, because I love compression. So, this is something that I guess people are being hypocritical about, because yeah. you're wearing the tights all the time to play other sports, but if you want to go for a jog, that's a no. But these pants aren't tight. Like the pants I'm, like you're, I'm, I'm looking at the picture, like they're very loose. So at the I, bottom, yeah, at the bottom, yeah. <laughs> right. That's how is that how women's tights are designed? Yeah, it, well, some of them they're Why? called flare uh, because it makes the leg look more slimming. Oh, I know. I, I people were making fun. I guess I have skinny I mean, legs. This, this, <laughs> you this do. looks like something my mom would wear. Like this pearl. This is embarrassing. I'm sorry. I'm Honestly, the fact again. you fit into your wife or daughter's pants is really something. It's as, impressive. As bad as it looks on social, in person it looked way worse. If I wore, <laughs> wait, wait, I'll wear them in as a treat for you guys on your birthday, Maggie. <laughs> They look so much more feminine in person than they do on social. You can't even tell how bad they were. Oh, man. That reminds me of a show bet that we have about something else concerning the University of Michigan. We'll get to that next. Don't move. Maggie and Pearl off CBS Sports Radio. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. 
vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 